Welcome to Dilly Dingly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me today is Jordan Blackwell, and we attended uh, the end of season game against Chelsea on Sunday afternoon. Uh, the curtain came down on the campaign, but um, it's only really just getting started in terms of the summer of uh, speculation and rumour in the transfer market as Brendan Rodgers sets about uh, fashioning his squad for a challenge for the top six next season. Uh, although I say that, we did say goodbye to a couple of uh, Leicester City legends on Sunday, didn't we? Um, great send-off for Danny Simpson and Shinji Okazaki, and they both got a bit of pitch time as well. Yeah, I thought that was um, quite nice of Rogers. I, to be honest, I, I didn't really expect it. I didn't think uh, either would come on, particularly with the um, with the game at nil-nil. I thought Rogers would prioritise trying to get the three points. Um, but he did say afterwards he thought he could both get get them onto the pitch and still sort of keep that professionalism and, and that desire to win. Um, but yeah, it was nice nice for them to get on the pitch. Obviously, they got the, the probably the biggest two cheers of the game when they came on, um, and every successful touch they had was was cheered as well. So yeah, it was nice for them be, because of the contribution they they've been they've played over a, a few seasons. Obviously, neither really um, been involved this campaign, particularly Simpson Okazaki sort of come off the bench for uh, sort of. You know, one every two games, I suppose. But um, yeah, not, the, it's not been their season, um, and it was right that they that they moved on. Um, but yeah, nice for fans to to give them a proper goodbye. Well, I saw them both in the mix zone after the uh, after the game, and I did have a, a chat with Danny. Danny came through, and Danny was one of our regular stoppers in the mix zone, wasn't he? We could always yeah. rely on Danny to to stop and uh, give us his thoughts on uh, whatever game had just been played out. And Shinji used to have his own little posse, didn't he, of uh, Japanese journalists who used to follow him all around the country and were there. Instead of following one team like we do, they were following one player. Yeah. So we said goodbye to them as well, didn't we, on uh, on Sunday. As, uh, and Shinji gave us a hug and uh, and wish him the best. Because uh, we think he's going to either Spain or Italy. He said he doesn't know yet. Danny also said he didn't. He hasn't got anything lined up just yet as well. So we wish them well at their um, club. Now, we won't dwell too much on the game. Because yep. it wasn't a great game, uh, really. I mean, and, and out of character for Leicester City, because there was that statistic that uh, you found before the game about Leicester City were involved uh, in the most amount of goals on the last day of the season yeah. than any other team in the Premier League over 10 years. Yeah, and I think it's, we've also seen this season as well that they've not really... That kind of end-of-season feel hasn't really caught up with Leicester. The, you know, with the performances that we've seen, you know, they fought back against West Ham, they... Demolished Arsenal, uh, very nearly got something against Manchester City, and they they kept up that level of performance. All of a sudden, it seemed to catch up with them, and they were kind of you know there wasn't really any urgency. Or leggy, inten- didn't they? Yeah, there wasn't any intensity. Um, just you know sloppy passing. Um, thankfully, Chelsea were a little bit the same. Um, well, they left the Hazard on the bench, so yeah. that was evident they were thinking about the Europa League final, really. Yeah, and I think that. But also in general, their performance, you wouldn't really have said that any of their, their star players on the pitch played as well as we know they can. Um, so, Especially Higuain. Yeah, obviously had that big, that big miss. Um, and and he had a half. shot as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. As well. Um, so th- thankfully that was, you know, that, um, that was good for Leicester on that front. But a, a point's OK. Uh, but yeah, not a, not a game many people will remember. In stark contrast to the lap of appreciation last season... I think nearly every City fan stayed in the ground as well. And there was a lovely moment in the second half as well when the fans paid another tribute to the late chairman, Kung Chai. It has been a difficult campaign in many respects, on and off the pitch, with the change of the manager as well and that um, the divisive nature of uh, some of Claude Puel's 
approaches to uh, being City manager. Um, is it a season really that everybody's glad to see the back of now? Um, I think so, but mainly because I think there's excitement f- for the next season. I think when you when you get to the final few weeks of the campaign and you realise that you know they're not going to win a trophy at the end of it, obviously no cup finals or anything like that, and kind of it was kind of clear with the few weeks to go that seventh was was out of reach uh, for Leicester. So I think from then it was people were happy to see the back of the campaign because they want to get on with the next one. Um, but yes, I think the. I'm not sure it will be a campaign remembered totally fondly because because it's kind of been overshadowed by a tragedy. Um, and also on the pitch, as you said, it never really quite clicked between Puel and the, the majority of the fans. Um, but I still think they can be pleased that there has been progress made. I would say that Leicester, when, first of all, they've got, I know they finished in the same place they did last year, they've got five more points. They sold their best player last summer, um, but it, the squad is younger now. We'd probably say it's stronger, uh, stronger as a whole in depth, um, with the amount of play, uh, amount of good young players they've got. So I think it's it's a step in the right direction, even if it's um, you know even if there were negatives to it as well. Well, there certainly was. I mean, around obviously after the death of Kumbi Chai. I mean, the club came together, ironically, and it had been so divided for, um, well, the fan base had been so divided for a, for the start of the season, and then that continued again until February when City decided to make the change. But Rogers has been a breath of fresh air, hasn't he, since he's come in? The way he's galvanised them, the run that they've been on towards the end of the season as well. That, I mean, those last three fixtures were very tough Arsenal, Man City away, and, uh, and Chelsea. And they got four points out of the two Europa League finalists, and very nearly got something to upset the apple cart. At, uh, at the Etihad until Vincent Company scored what match of the day have announced is their goal of the season. Um, so overall, there's been some real positives in these last 10, 12 games for City um, under Rodgers. And you're right, it's whetted the ap- uh, appetite for next yeah. season. I, I think City fans now, look, looking at the watches, looking at the calendars, thinking, can't wait for next season to roll around. But in the meantime, we're expecting City to be very busy in the transfer market, aren't we? Yeah, well, I think so. I think we probably expect it every year. And I think we're... We're expecting to see maybe five or six signings. I think that's uh, generally how many City make. Um, so I think we'll. Um, I think Rogers will be backed because it's his first window. Um, I think there'll be there will be money there for him to spend. In terms of the positions, I think central midfield and Tielemans is the the obvious one. Um, We've spoken about him so many times, but yeah. it's clear he's a very good player. He's had an impact. You know, he's had a big impact in his. 12 game, 13 game loan spell. Um, so he's going to be the big one. I think we've said that there's a, a possibility of a winger coming in. I think that's Rogers has been fairly clear that he wants a, a an inverted winger, a, a winger that, that comes inside uh, rather than the traditional wingers that Leicester have got at the minute. Um, so maybe a Riyad Mahrez type, um, possibly someone on the right who cuts in on his left foot. Um, and then I think the rest of, in terms of the, the first 11, I would say it's only really two players they're short of. I think then the rest of the signs will be about strengthening the squad, maybe a new right back, maybe some more, more strength in, in uh, central midfield, more strength up front, out wide. Um, I think it's different types of players as well, I think, you'll yeah. be looking at. I mean, if you look at the City squad at the moment, you've got Hamza Chowdhury, Wilfred Diddy, and Papi Mendy. There's three centre midfielders that are very similar in terms of their attributes. 
Chowdhury's slightly different. He's, um, I think he's a little bit more athletic than the other two. Um, they're both very destructive players, but um, I think he just wants to add a bit more balance to the squad in terms of bringing in attacking midfield players. I think if he brings in, well, Tielemans is obviously an attacking number eight, yeah. um, so Madison has been used in that role as well and as a wide inverted uh, wide man as well in recent games and uh, that might be an option for him because I know he wants one out and out winger and one inverted wide man. Yeah. Um, so perhaps another a number eight to add to that as well, just to, to give them uh, some uh, some more options in that area. But I think overall, I just think he wants a bit more quality. He just wants to bring in a little bit more quality. I mean, he's been he's not been shy about uh, his aspirations for a top six challenge next season, um, and to bring the players that can do that, it's not going to be cheap. Um, how about outgoings though? Because there's still speculation. We'll get to Tiedemans in a minute, but there's still speculation about Harry Maguire and there was more over the uh, over the weekend as well Man United um, apparently weighing up uh, another bid for him having tried to get him last summer and uh, failed now their need is great after the way they yeah. finished this season they were, they've were they been woeful over the last few weeks of the season that is the one that we all worry that will happen yeah I think so because it's it would be the second summer of speculation um, around Maguire I think Leicester for the most part, when there is speculation around their better players, that they can keep hold of them for a little bit, but then they end up going eventually. I think we saw that with Mares and with and with Drinkwater. Um, yeah, and we've seen over the past few summers that there has been one big name departure each summer. Um, so I think if you had to say, if you were told Leicester were definitely going to sell one of their big name players, I think you would expect it to be Maguire. Um, but also because you would say they've probably got enough options at centre-back to cope. Obviously, they would prefer to have Maguire because he's an, an enormous talent. Some of the qualities he has, not many other centre-backs in the world have. Um, but, yes, I think there will be interest there. It's whether they can convince, Les, uh, convince Maguire that he's better off at Leicester. And given the way United finished the season, you could potentially say that you know Leicester could, could be challenging um, you know Manchester United for sixth position um, next season. Um, so would Maguire prefer to do it in a team that he knows? He knows his teammates. Um, he doesn't have to settle into a new club. Um, so I'm sure those sorts of conversations will be had should um, United um, uh, follow up with their interest with a with a bid. Well, Rogers was asked about uh, Maguire on Friday. And he said that um, he's not the finished article and he wants to work with him and improve and he still thinks there's scope for him to improve. So he's, he's basically thrown that little piece of uh, yeah. that, that little bit of tempter to Harry to stay and say, look, I'll make you a better player if you stay here because you're key to the plans. I mean, he's, he's partnering Johnny Evans now, who Johnny's had an excellent finish yeah. of the season as well, really started to show his quality uh, so alongside. So he's got a guaranteed centre-half there that he can learn from as well. He might be doing that, and I think he might do that to like Ben Chilwell as well, and say, "Look, you've great starts to your, your careers, but with here, with with us here at Leicester City, you've got um, time. You'll play. You'll get um, opportunities to develop your game." And and I think he's, that's going to be his message to all the players, really, that there there is a bright future at Leicester City, and uh, rather than trade that all in now and go sit on the bench somewhere else, there's more opportunities to develop at the club. Yeah, definitely, and I think they're developing alongside each other as well in the sense that they're all of a similar age um, and I think you can I think when you're developing together maybe your development is a little bit quicker um, I think you you know you're guaranteed game time these players um, at Leicester say if 
Chilwell went to Man City. We obviously there is that's always the rumor with Chilwell that that Man City are interested. But if he goes, then has a couple of bad games, and then Benjamin Mendy's back into the team. Chilwell's not going to be developing from the bench. Uh, but you've got Zinchenko as well as yeah, Zinchenko's done very very well. Um, but you would say Chilwell can get away with two bad games at Leicester and keep his place. Um, it's probably the same for Maguire and for Madison. Um, so I think, yes, their their development is better served at Leicester. Um, and you would hope that if the club can convince them that that's the case, they'll develop enough at Leicester that Leicester will improve and get to a, a point, get to a, a place in the league where a move to United or Arsenal no longer seems so tempting because Leicester are in a similar position. Um so I think that's that's the way the club are going about it. I think that's why they've they've focused on all these young players of all a similar age to try and get them to grow up together. I mean, how many players do Leicester have that are, are twenty two? Um, well, Yuri Tillemans is one. It's just turned twenty two. Yeah. Let's get on to Yuri because that's the same message really that um, Rogers will be giving to Tillemans. Mm. We know City are trying to do a deal with Monaco to get Tillemans to come to the uh, to the club on a permanent basis, but of course his uh, impressive displays for City have alerted other sides to his potential. Uh, and there's all sorts of speculation about um, Man United and Tottenham uh, and other clubs as well, but uh, keeping an eye on him. And he's done an interview with a Belgium television company where he said he prefers life. He's expecting to go back to Monaco, but he prefers life in Leicester to Monaco because right? yeah. he doesn't like the bling-bling uh, yeah. on the, the uh, French Riviera. So, um, well, that's a positive for City. But uh, on the flip side of that interview, he says... Yeah, he likes life in Leicester, but he doesn't know whether it's specifically Leicester that he's going to be coming to. So yeah, it, it sounds like to me he's waiting to see who really does uh, come in for him, and if it's one of the the, the really big boys, then uh, I, I think he might opt for that. Yeah, I think I think that's what he's um is what he's inferring there. I think he's I think he's enjoyed his time at Leicester. I think you know he's clearly getting on very well from a footballing point of view, and and like he said there. He prefers the life in Leicester. It's less flashy than it is in Monaco, and I think that suits him and his young family. Um, but yes, if you're if you're an ambitious player like he is, which when you break through at 16 and you tip to be one of the best players in the world, you're going to want to play for the best teams in the world. Um, unfortunately, Leicester aren't quite that yet. But I think so. I think there will be a, a case of him of him holding out for uh, a better team to see if one comes in. But if one doesn't come in. I think he would be keen on coming back to Leicester rather than staying in Monaco. Um, so certainly, there, uh, yeah, it's an interview where there are positives to it and negatives to it. And you just got to hope that either Monaco, if big clubs do come in for Tielemans, Monaco may then reject their bids because Leicester have silver to offer in return, which I still think is the key. Yeah, that that silver, that Adrian Silver's getting on really well at Monaco. Leicester can. Uh, unlike other clubs, Leicester's bid is not going to be a straight money bid. It's going to be money plus a player that's played for your club and has done really well. Um, and surely that's got to be tempting for Monaco. Um, and I think if that's the case, then that'll sort of push Tielemans towards Leicester a little bit more, and hopefully he'll um, hopefully he'll end up here. But certainly he's been he's been very very good as as good as Loney as I can remember at the club um, and as influential. Um, you know, to come into a new club and have an immediate impact like that. I mean, how many times do we speak about players that come from overseas and need 15 games to settle in? Well, in these first 15 games, he's what got what 
three goals, five assists. Um, he's looked a class act, hasn't yeah, he? and he's you know he's you know he's slotted in straight away. Um, so yes, I think he's got to be the priority this summer. Well, we talked about um, players potentially coming in, but that means there's got to be room for players going out. Yet yeah, we've covered that Danny and uh, Shinji Okazaki yeah. have now left the club. Um, Islam Slamani, you can't see any future for him, but I can't see anybody picking up his wages, so he might have to go out on loan again next yeah. next season. But there's several other clubs on the fringes of the side that we haven't seen much under Brendan. They haven't had us. I mean, Rashid Gazelle has just disappeared, hasn't yeah. he? Uh, we haven't seen Rashid Gazelle. Um, Papi Mendy, has, his influence has, has lessened under Rogers as well. Yeah, I think that's mu- more to do with Tielemans coming in. He's kind of all of a sudden, Tielemans has taken Mendy's and place. Rogers only plays with one holding midfield player, notoriously during his yeah. managerial career. He's always had that one pivot, not two that Claude had, or even three sometimes that Claude played. So, uh, I mean, he's moving Ham- Hamza further forward now, but I think he sees Hamza as the natural challenger for uh, Nididi in that role. So yeah. that raises question marks about Papi's future as yeah. well. And I think he, there's a, you know, we've said before about players that are still at the club that have, have there's doubts over. Andy King is another one. Jakubovic. Um, yeah, Jakubovic. Um, there's a few there. I mean, even maybe Charles Soyuncu. Does Philip Benkovic's return affect that? Will one of them go back out on loan? Because um, obviously Morgan signed a new contract, so he's going to stay. Um, will that depend on um, would, Maguire? Yeah, will it depend on Maguire? I think I think if Maguire did leave, I think they would probably keep Benkovic and, and Soyuncu, and I think one of them would start alongside Evans um, as as Leicester's uh, first choice um, centre back pairing. But um, if Maguire stays, are there going to be enough opportunities for both of them to stay? Um, it seems just there seems to be some suggestions that. Benkovic could go back out on loan again and that Rodgers has said that he would like to go if he did go out on loan again he would like him to go back to Celtic um, but I think there's two players that will be assessed over the summer um, in pre-season I think and so Rodgers can, can decide which one he prefers um, or if he, or how he sees their seasons going um, so as with the players we've got the likes of Diabate yeah. who was a, a Puel signing who did pretty well at the start and then kind of Sort of dropped out of the team and end up going to to Sivaspor on loans. I think he's done pretty well there. I think they would be interested in buying him. I think they might move him on now. Um, and I think yeah, I think if, if Leicester are going to bring in more wingers, you can't really see a future for him here. Um, you know, even with his um, potential. Um, so yeah, there's a few. As with every summer, there's going to be a few outgoings. Um, I think they'll probably see an even split of outgoings and incomings. Um, I think there'll be a few, like a bit with. Um, Kazaki and Simpson, I think, will see King move on this summer, and that's a, that'll be another tearful goodbye. Mm, absolutely, but at the heart of all this, we've got a new head of recruitment. Now, this yeah. is the, the guy Lee Congerton has come in from Celtic. Not surprising because we've seen ever since Brendan comes to the club, there was Congerton was linked with coming in for to replace Eduardo Masia. But now he's got a massive job this summer. He's, he hasn't got time to settle in, has he? He's no. got to get straight on with it. And uh, there's a, as we've just discussed, there's a lot of issues. Um, to be settled this summer, um, if Rogers is going to have the tools to really do a top six challenge next season, in, uh, he's obviously putting his faith in Congerton. What do we know about him? Well, he's um, he worked with Rogers at Celtic, um, where Celtic's recruitment over the past few years has it's not been it's not been great. I think you would probably say there's been a few hits um, and a few misses, but um, I mean, like most clubs. But I think when there's a when you're a big club. You probably want more hits than misses, but there's a f- been a few players like they they got Moussa Dembele from 
from Fulham, the the young Moose of Dembele, other than the Spurs midfielder. Uh, they ended up, you know, he scored loads of goals. They ended up selling for twenty million to Leon. So there's those kind of catchers that that are really good, but in general, it's not been great. He previously worked at Sunderland um, during the end of their time in the Premier League, which you can probably tell from their time on the pitch that the recruitment wasn't great either. Uh, but Rogers knows him from Chelsea, so they, they clearly know each other and work well together and get on with each other. Um, so I think that gives Rogers a bit more sway in the transfer market than perhaps previous Leicester managers have had. Um, but also I think Leicester's system and way of recruiting won't change too much. I think he's not Congerton's not going to come in and completely overhaul the system. I think Leicester have a system that works pretty well. I think last summer, at the minute you would say, is one of their most successful summers in a while. They brought in Ricardo, who's very good. Evans for three and a half million, which well, we're saying that's got to be the deal of the, the summer. Yeah, for how for how good he still is, and you know, he's still got plenty more years left in him being a centre back. Um, Madison very good, um, even Danny Ward quite expensive, but as a backup keeper very very good. And you know you can't fault any of his performances in the in the cup competitions. Um, and if Schumacher does ever get injured, he'll be a he'll be a very good goalkeeper to have. So I think that's a that it was a, it's all been positive, and I don't think Leicester will veer too much away from that. Um, but certainly it's interesting that um, that there is, that it is somebody Rogers knows, and I think that will give. More so than in previous years, I think we will see Rogers signings rather than Leicester City signings, um, and hopefully that will help Leicester in terms of Rogers being able to stamp his um, his authority on the team and, and get Leicester playing exactly the way he wants them to. Well, the season might be over, but as you can tell from our podcast today, there's still plenty to discuss <laughs> with Leicester City. If you want to head over to Leicester Cheer Live, we've got all these stories as well, and we'll be uh, providing you all the up-to-date uh, information on uh, the transfer window as it progresses as well. So join us again on Dilly Ding Dilly Dong next time.